Welcome to The Devil's Advocate. I'm your host, David Ray. Uh, on this episode, I bring on my friend Lars Kellyu, who is the person who gave me my very first spot on a stand-up stage, and I appreciate that he came into this podcast to uh, share with us a, a very personal kind of story, his personal revelation as uh, he uh, changed his point of view. And uh, normally, on these podcasts, I, I go against the guest right off from the start. You know, uh, I decided because Lars... Uh, has a personal connection to this, I would lull him into a false sense of security. And for most of it, it sounds like I agree with him. I'm going along with it. I'm understanding all of that kind of thing. However, that's just so I can get him into a, a, a mindset so I can come at him hard and, and spo- upset the cart. And you'll see, I take him down good. I am very proud how I take him down at the end. Um, so you can look forward to that. Uh, however, I would like to remind my audience before we get into this episode that uh, although it's called The Devil's Advocate, I in no way associate with the devil. In fact, I am so opposed to the devil that I hope that every day he goes into West Edmonton Mall and he's trying to get somewhere, that those people harass him and try to sell him all their stupid stuff. Like, oh, you want a helicopter? A toy helicopter? That'd be pretty sweet. Or maybe uh, it's like, here. Take this sand and it will make your hands feel soft. And he he has to go through that encounter every day. And the social contract says he can't be outright rude, but it forces him to either listen to it and waste time on his day to like listen to these people, or it forces him to be rude and just like, no, I got more important things to do, and just rushes off. That's what I hope he has to do every day, and he feels bad about it, regardless of what happens. So that's how much I'm against the devil. Now, let's turn to our episode with Lars Kelly. So today I have with me Mr. Lars Kelly, and I'm very uh, pleased that he came onto the podcast. So I'm just going to hand it right over to you. Uh, what are we talking about, and what's your thoughts on it? Well, I thought it would be an interesting one to debate corporal punishment. Uh, whether or not uh, spanking your children is, a, is an effective means of... of uh, Training them and discipline and and making them a better human being. Yeah, that's that's a that could be a little bit of a controversial one. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I like the idea of making the devil's advocate argue. Uh, it's <laughs> simply a wonderful idea because it is a it is a hard hitting topic. Yeah. Hey oh. <laughs> uh, but but the idea of of uh, you know getting both sides of it and yeah. I've I've done a lot of research and done a lot of reading and so. When you uh, when I heard the idea of your podcast and so many wonderful topics that people haven't been tuned in, yeah. you know, is David Ray a good person? You know, yeah. to, to force somebody to you know make the guy play the devil's advocate, I think is a wonderful idea, and I think this one interested me. Uh, you 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 walked up to me. We were in the hallway of the Black Dog, and you said, "If you have a topic that," and I went corporal punishment. Yeah, it was immediate. It was like you were waiting for. It. Yeah, yeah. I thought, well, what I for you know the years that this podcast has been running, this episode to eight thirty three. I think, or 834 by my count. I've listened to them all. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, yeah. And, and I was sitting there chomping at the bit like, I know exactly what I'd say if he asked me. And uh, no, I waited a couple of years, but whatever. You know, it's not... Um, yeah, that, that's why I don't number these uh, these podcasts because there's so many of them. People yeah. are going to get lost in the mix. <laughs> so, uh, well, 
Why don't we talk a little bit about where we come from, like our family backgrounds, because then now I think that lays the foundation from where we're talking about. So you're you're arguing for corporal punishment, right? Against. Against it? I'm (laughs) going for (laughs) You're switching on me. (laughs) No, it was always that way, even from the very beginning. Well, that's fine. You go for it. You (laughs) tell... Which I I wasn't trying to throw you a curveball. Oh, Uh, I just sometimes don't listen. But nonetheless, I'm going to defeat you in this uh, debate, even though it will mean switching my notes completely. (laughs) Yeah, that's what... We didn't communicate post-initial conversation, but I'm in fact... Against the Corporate. spanking uh, okay. of your children, so, uh, so uh, well, especially my children. I don't want you spanking my children. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if it's spanking your children, I'm for that. Like, I think everybody should do that. Okay, like that's if you not see, the topic, right? That's, yeah. <laughs> if you see a ray anywhere around, just hit it. Yeah, like, that's what our family emblem is. It's just, <laughs> just somebody else smacking uh, a ray child. That's yeah, what the, the family, family crest. Yeah, on on your tartan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, we are Scottish, so. Yeah, that was a, yeah. So, okay, well then, what, what kind of family did you grow up? Did you have corporal punishment growing up? Or? Yes, so there were three kids in my family. I was the middle child, which of course generally makes you the most successful, um, <laughs> because you were so dismissed as a human being. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, always the same. So spank, uh, every we were all spanked. Um, my little brother got it less than everybody else, but I think that's the way it goes in families. By the time the last child comes along, they're like, "Yeah, we've done that enough." Yeah, um, he'll learn from the others. <laughs> and so it was always very, in my opinion, very fair. It was okay. always if you did something wrong, and most of the, I'm, I, I won't speak for everybody, but uh, a lot of the friends that I grew up with also felt that their spankings were just. Okay. You know, that they were very, and so there's so many great comedians who do jokes about, uh, uh, don't spank your children in anger. I'm like, well, yeah. when else am I going to spank my children? I'm like, hey, <laughs> wait till I'm happy and then hit them? Like, keep them off balance? But, so it was always uh, three whacks with a belt. Okay. And uh, uh, never on a bare bottom, so it was just always you a kid with jeans or whatever you were wearing right. at the time. And it was always, dad, I don't, th- I think maybe mom spanked me once, and I would say I got one every three to four. Six months, depending. Yeah. From probably five to nine or ten, if I, you know, so it wasn't very frequent. My memory is, I can only remember probably five or six of them ever. Right. Um, Yeah. But, uh, and the sound, if you were ever spanked, you're listening to this, the sound of a belt coming out of belt loops. (laughs) I don't know if that sound... Like to this I, day, it's it's terrifying. See, see to me, uh, my mom when she spanked me, she uh, did not use a belt. She used a Hot Wheels track because she didn't have a belt, so she she would use a hot uh, and it was like one of those flexible ones. Yeah. So you she could like make it like crack like a whip, just like ah, just to give us an idea of like what's coming kind of a thing. And and John Roy does a joke about that. He goes, "My mom spanked me with a Hot Wheels track because if you get beat with your Christmas toys." <laughs> That that puts a whole new sure it changes what you ask for. He's like from the rest of my life it was just a lot of nerf. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's where I lost my interest in cars. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you you grew up in a in a fair kind of uh, environment as from what you can say. So what makes you opposed to it then? Like what? Well, Jimmy Dore. Uh, Jimmy Dore is a great comic originally out of Chicago, and um, and to tell you the truth. I haven't. I'm really on the fence about it, which is what really makes this this podcast compelling to me. Essentially, I'm making you argue the points that I would. But in all of my research and all of my listening to different podcasts and people talking about it, yeah, I think my opinion has shifted. Okay, um, and 
so I would have said spanking your children if you were always fair. It was always, you know, very, right. you know, uh, um, uh, what's the word where something is consistent? Consistent, yeah. Very, you know, so it was you always knew what you were going to get. You always knew why you were going to get it. You knew, yeah. You know, so I think that up until two or three years ago, I was... I very decide in my mind I had made this decision, decision that you spank your kids and reading and reading and reading all all the information I can and listening and Jimmy Dore is very anti-corporal punishment just don't spank your kids and on yeah. his podcast he initially when he was on there with Todd Glass it's called comedy and everything else not that you're very busy listening to these so listen to all these and then if you have time you're right listen <laughs> to the early comedy and everything else with yeah. Jimmy Dore and it's that's what made me first question my thoughts sure and so, and there's like an interesting, I think if I were to try and make this compelling for a listener, here's the thing that I think would be compelling. By spanking your children, you often teach them that hitting reprograms people. And yeah. so because you did learn a lesson, because right. you did, you were like, oh, here's the consequences for your actions. So because my family traveled so much, I was in a new town every single week for eight years, from the time I was six right. till the time I was 14. And when, if, you, if you lived in a town, imagine a new kid coming into your town. Or if you were one of the kids that traveled a lot, yeah. imagine traveling every single week. So, sure. Yeah, it was just constant. And, yeah. And yeah. my parents were musicians. And every week we were in a new town. We'd pack up on Sunday, drive to the next town. My parents would set up their equipment. They were musicians. And so they'd set it up in the bar. And then we would do our correspondence. We were homeschooled. And then we would go out and explore the town. So you'd find kids at playgrounds, you'd find them at arcades, you'd find them, you know, so you'd go hockey rinks, you'd go somewhere where the kids are and meet. Yeah. So if you were the new kid in town, you were either making friends with everybody or somebody would be a bully and try and pick on you. Yeah, yeah. And so for eight years of my life, I would say it was about 50-50 in that I would either spend the entire week making really great friends in that town or somebody would pick a fight and I would get in a fight and then his cousin would want to fight you because you beat him up. And then the next right. kid and the next kid. It just kid. keeps going. Yeah. Sure. And so I would either spend every week getting in fist fights or every week making friends. And I always preferred to make friends. That's just... Generally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people typically don't like to take a few punches every week. Right. So. Yeah. And so, but it was something that if you do a lot of it, you become pretty good at it, you know? And yeah. so that's not something that I'm proud of. And I'm 39 now. So I'm like, God, just so done with that. Like, it's just... But yeah. every uh, I was expelled from high school yeah. for fighting. So I, I was going to Spruce Grove Comps at high school. Uh, started in 1990, and I, I got in one fight in grade 10, two fights in grade 11, and two fights in grade 12. And after the last fight, they expelled me. Right. Had good grades. You know, not didn't have any problem. Lots of friends. Enough credits to graduate. Sure. Um, and so, but every fight that I was in in high school, somebody was picking on somebody else. And so you stepped in. Sure. And yeah. so there was a, a six foot five kid who, which in grade 11, it was like, he's a monster. monster. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was picking on a kid who was in grade 10. We were in grade 11. He right. was actually, I think he might even have been grade 12. So, and I just went up to him and said, stop picking on this kid. Yeah. And the guy's like, what are you going to do about it? And I would go, well, I'm nothing, but man, like, don't, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, he would, you know, well, I'm bigger than you. And so, and then I, I'm like, I did this my whole life. Like yeah. that's all. And so in my head. I would think I was reprogramming them. Yeah. So it was like there's consequences for what you do. And so I'm like, this guy will think twice about picking on a, a little guy. Sure. Yeah, sure. And that's in my head because it's like my parents disciplined me. And they, I understood I did something wrong. 
I got punished for it. Yeah. I won't make that mistake again. Sure. And what I've learned as I got older, and I've been in like, that I can think of off the top of my head, like three fights in traffic. But, but <laughs> Like the, you just got out of the car? Yeah. <laughs> and... And it was never, I never started it. Like, I'm very courteous when I drive. But if some guy's driving like an asshole and he's like, give me the finger. I'm like, dude, what? Like, we're right. driving. There's yeah. not. And so I had a guy on Jasper Ave park his vehicle. I would guess a 45-year-old man. Yeah. Get out of his vehicle, like, and come over to my vehicle. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. Take my seatbelt off. Like, throw my glasses on the dash and go out. And in my head, yeah. I'm reprogramming this guy. This forty-five-year-old, right? <laughs> yes, like you're going to change his mind now. Yeah, and that's that's the that, that, that's what's changed my mind about this corporal punishment thing is that I, in my head, I'm like, well, this guy was re- I'm driving super aggressively, and it was January, if I remember, and it was years ago. This was probably two thousand four, sure, two thousand five, like so, ten years ago, and so we're if you're familiar with Jasper Avenue, there was a. It was on um, right in front of Joey Tomatoes. So yeah. we're parked, rush hour traffic, like 5 p.m. Yeah. And this guy gets out of his vehicle. And I'm just like, all right. And I get out and I'm pounding on him, like ki- yeah. kicking his ass. And uh, this UPS driver comes running over. He looked like Cuba Gooding Jr. He was awesome. He's standing there and he looks at me and he's like, you got to stop hitting him. And I look over at the guy and I'm like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't learned his lesson yet. Yeah. Yeah. And so... The, the ambulance shows up and they bandage his head like he's a cartoon. Like he has a bandage around, like, the, the, like gauze around the top of his skull right. like he's a head. And so the, the UPS driver and I are standing there talking, waiting for the police to show up. And this guy's sitting in his truck, right, waiting for the police. And uh, the, the, the guy, the UPS driver's like, holy, he's like, you kicked the shit out of that guy. <laughs> and I was like, ah, we're kind of like, eh, you know, whatever, laughing about it. The guy sticks his head out the window and starts yelling, what the fuck are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And that was the moment, I think, when I went, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't teach this guy a lesson. lesson. No. I didn't, I, I didn't, uh, uh, and so when I think about, if somebody does something wrong, yeah. and there's been times in comedy where I've taken young comedians aside, and there's no physical threat. There's never been any physical threat. I've never been in a fight that I didn't start, or, or that somebody, like, that Some, I started. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I just don't fire the first shot. I just never have. It's That was something my dad was like, you, if you're in a fight, you better be in it for a good reason. Because, mm-hmm. like, don't walk away if you can. Like, right. really walk away if you can. And so that moment of this guy, like, yelling out of his truck, and there was no, I'm like, I can just come over there and continue to punch you again if I want. Like, you can't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, he didn't learn anything. So you're you're laughing about this 45-year-old and me thinking that I'm teaching him there's consequences for yeah. what he's doing. I've learned that, and, and I hope the listeners get this out of this thing. If you think that cutting somebody, somebody cuts you off in traffic and you cut them off back or, you know, you're going to give them the finger or, uh, you know, let's say, let's say you, you give it that pause because you're not going to reprogram somebody in 45 seconds. No, they are. Every, every, they are. Yeah. There's that idea that's pre- uh, premised in a relationship. Like you, the way you affect people is over long term as you interact with them over a long time and yeah, they have to like respect you and all that kind of thing. And even then, uh, whether it's nature or nurture, is it in somebody's name? Maybe that guy was born an asshole. 
Sure. Like maybe that guy is just, or I've seen kids like that. Yes. That are just little assholes. (laughs) And, and those were always the kids that I dealt with. And it was always, I felt like, I'm like, okay, I don't want to fight. I would prefer not to fight. This is not something I particularly, it's like Muhammad Ali's like, I've never even said Muhammad Ali's quote. I've never enjoyed being in a fight. It's like, I've always enjoyed winning them, but (laughs) them is no fun at all. And so those things, I look at it and I'm 39, like I turned 40 soon. And I'm like, if you're a 40 year old man getting in a fight in traffic, you need to reevaluate your life. Yeah. Like you really do. And it wasn't even, I like these people that this happened, I wasn't even road raging. I was like, I'm like, you're, you're driving like an asshole. So. And it was was like a self-defense in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I could have just stayed in the vehicle, but I'm like, no, man, I can do this. Yeah. This is something I can do. (laughs) And it goes back to the. The discussion here about corporal punishment. Do I yeah. think that corporal punishment changes a, a child to be a better person? And in all of the reading I've done to prepare for this podcast and listening to Jimmy Dore talk yeah. about it, uh, it really has been proven by most psychologists to not help. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I know that there was, uh, I was reading a little bit of some of these different things in a lot of studies and generally studies land on the one side of like, um, yeah, corporal punishment is not good, but there, I was reading a couple where there was like a minority report put onto it, uh, by somebody who was like, well, there's not a delineation between like extreme corporal punishment and like maybe more moderate kind of a corporal punishment. And, uh, so, there'd be his restrictions. Like he had a very certain kind of restrictions. If you went between two and six and it was like a couple swats, open hand swats kind of a thing on the bottom, then it, it, it's before they can recognize that, you know, they don't understand reasoning yet. Yeah. That, that's kind of the, the argument going that one way. Cause like, I, I'm kind yeah. of like you, as you're saying, where it's like, I'm on the fence. I don't, I don't worry about it, one, because I don't have kids. I know, like, I worked at a summer camp for years, and that's one where it's just like, no, you can't hit the kid at all. So using that, and I'll let, I'll let you finish, shot and finish your thought, and then I'll ask the question. There, there, there has been times when, like, I've seen the whole myriad of kids, yeah. and uh, some kids, yeah, you can sit down and talk to and, like, reason with them, and then there's others that are so, it's seemingly dense that it's like... I know that they're working the system that we have. We've I've had the thing called reality therapy where you get them to talk it out, like why they're doing the thing. And there would be get kids that figure out the system and just like, oh, if I just say this, this, and this, I'm out. Like I'm free kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, and then they, they would just kind of continue doing whatever they want. So you'd have to have the discussion again and again. And it would not work. And it's just like... Oh, this if this if if I could just hit this kid, this would probably like stop him. But that's for like the, those certain kind of behaviors kind of a thing, right? Yeah. So then the, the question that I was thinking of, if I think that spanking teaches discipline. So that's one of the things that I found very interesting in that I have, and have always had respect for authority. Right. I respected my teachers. I respected my, my principals. I respect police. I respect, um, the manager who I worked for. And do I think that that was something I was born with? No. I think it was always in the back of my mind that somebody gets to spank you if you do something wrong. So there's going to be consequences for your actions. Yeah. You didn't need to actually see the physical outpouring of it. You just knew, oh, he can make my life tough. Sure. Because it's always like, it's like if you chain a baby elephant 
as it grows up, you don't even need to put the like put the stake in the ground. You just put the chain on, and mentally, yeah, there's like there's going to be consequences if I disrespect somebody of authority. Yeah, which is what I thought it taught. Because let's say you're an internet tough guy, right? So you go to YouTube and you make comments, or you create fake uh, Twitter accounts to like harass, harass somebody. People. Yeah, yeah. Do I think that those people, like, uh, what do they call them? Um, what's the word for somebody who does Trolls? It? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say you're a troll. Yeah. You're 40 years old, you live with your dad, and you just internet troll people. Do I think that that's the product of somebody who was never spanked? I don't know. I, I think that that's somebody who needs psychological help so that they can find their own joy. Yeah. You know, do I think that maybe their dad did spank them and then they become resentful and, and don't understand that the discipline was yeah. there? Or maybe that they weren't hugged enough. So I always so, think it's like based in attention. And like some people just love to get a rise out of people. Like they love that reaction of like, oh, you got under my skin. Like they love that reaction. And that's why I always. But do you think that that's somebody who wasn't spanked? spanked. That's always hard to tell because you have no idea what the person's back. And I, like, I came from a spanking ba- background, uh, and I don't, I don't think I come off as a person that's like, oh, that guy has been thoroughly spanked. And I've seen other guys who come up and they haven't been spanked, and they're not unlike me. So it's like a hard determination of like, is the spanking affecting behavior? Would I've been way off the rails had I not been spanked? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, but I, I definitely think it teaches respect for authority. And one of the things that it definitely did to me was that it made me want to be fair. Yeah. You know, it made me want to, it made me want to uh, show people that there's consequences for their actions. Yeah. If you're going to act like a tough guy, somebody might punch you in the face. Yeah. And that idea of, and by the way, just for the record, I don't think that anybody needs to hit anybody ever. Like I just, I realize now that you, it doesn't reprogram them. It yeah. doesn't make them a better person. It doesn't give them pause to think, was I being an asshole? Should I have not done that? And then not do it the next time. Yeah. In all of the situations I've ever been in my life, do I think that I have made one person pause to think about not being an asshole? I don't. Yeah. I don't think I've done any good in my Don Quixote-esque charge against a windmill to try and make the world a better place. Yeah. Like my intentions when I did these things was somebody was an asshole and I wanted them to not be an asshole. So I wanted to give them my form of corporal punishment because that's what was fair in my household. Yeah. And I learned from that. But it's there it's so deeply ingrained in who they are, you can't reprogram them. Yeah. And so I wonder if um if you could tell as a counselor at a camp, which kids were spanked and which weren't. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell. I, I know that, like, you can kind of tell others, you can kind of tell what the dynamics were between a kid and a parent, but not necessarily, like, that it was specifically abusive or if it was neglectful or if it was, like, well-intentioned or, really, like, a uh, strict kind of family. Yeah. You can kind of tell in broad strokes, but you couldn't tell if it was, if they were spanked or not. Uh, I mean, generally... Because we never, since we never resorted to uh, corporal punishment there, we didn't see, like, if we raised a hand, like, if they react. Because that's probably the telling point, is, like, how a kid, like, curls up or not. Yeah. You know, like, um, or if they're kind of expecting it or not. And and so I've never seen that. That's the one side of it I haven't known. But you make some interesting points about it. But here's the thing. I, I like authority to be based on not uh, so much on trust and respect. I rather 
be based on fear. <laughs> I love fear-based th- authority because if you look at how it's going along with uh, police officers and how they're going ultra-aggressive, you can see how people are enjoying it and keeping a nice, calm sheep. <laughs> so, I say we keep going at it. We keep, uh, you know, keep having a harsh punishment, harsh physical, because uh, then people stay uh, afraid and they'll, you know, nobody will be uh, stealing things or saying things out of line, you know, it'll just keep them all just a nice little society, right? By fear. That's what it's you got to do. Right. Machiavelli said it's better to be feared than be loved. That's right. And the best way to show fear, uh, you know, is by you see somebody get SWAT. I don't want that to be, you know, or like somebody have a gun, you know, a militarized police. That's a great thing. Yeah, it, you don't want to screw with a guy who has an assault rifle and or a tank, which the police now do. So and you can see that people are just in love with the police right across the spectrum. So, you know, so I think at this point, I think that we need to go right back to our children. You know, I think if I was to go back to that camp, I'd be swatting children left, right, and center. Based on, like, how bad it was. You know, if they're, like, cutting in line, that's like a little swat in the hand. If uh, if they're pushing a kid in the lake, I throw them into a lake uh, with, like, sharks. You know, like, well, not maybe sharks, but maybe, like, small biting <laughs> fish. <laughs> like leeches. Leeches, yeah. Sure. You get leeches, which yeah, is also very Yeah, dumb. it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah so I think, I mean, I think you would have to admit that... Clearly, this is a better way. If we're going to keep society together, because it's getting more and more out of control. So you look at all these riots that are happening and all these uh, protests. protests. You know, like we need more people. So we need to be like buckle down, double down on this uh, corporal punishment thing. You know, admit defeat. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Well, I mean, it's tough to, to argue against that. It's just that all the studies psychologically have shown that it does more harm than good long term. I've had enough of your talking. What? I learned my lesson. All right, Lars, thank you for coming in. And I think, uh, so, did I win? Handily, handily. Good. Thanks, Lars. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, some of you might be concerned about what that slapping sound was at the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> that, that wasn't me slapping Lars trying to get him to just agree with me. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. No, that was actually, um, uh, that was Lars's brain slapping up against the inside of his skull as he realized I had handedly defeated him. So uh, if you would like to send along your condolence on, uh, on Lars's loss, you can follow Lars on Twitter at Extra Lars, or you can follow me on Twitter and give uh, congratulations to me on my never-ending win streak at the Dave Ray. Uh, you could also see Lars at his open mic at the Druid Pub, uh, every Sunday night at 9 p.m. And that's where I got my start along with many other Edmonton comedians. So you should uh, go down there, check it out every Sunday night. It's a, it's a great time. Uh, and once again, uh, if you happen to hear this episode today, which is, of course, July 11th, uh, 2015, uh, you can come down to the Mercury Theater tonight at 7 p.m., we are going to be recording uh, a few of uh, a few episodes of the podcast there, and uh, you can actually witness for yourself the magic of podcasts, uh, which of course everybody wonders. That's how some people keeps them up at night. Uh, is oh, I wonder what a podcast looks like live. 
Well, you can see if you head down to uh, the Mercury Theater tonight. Uh, if not, well, you can look forward to those episodes in the future. But nonetheless, that's it for today's episode. And remember, I'm not the devil. It's just that the, uh, the, the woman who has night terrors just points and yells at me, That's the devil! That's the devil! She just, she's just confused in her brain. Thank you very much. See you next time.